0: Hello, this is Minute 39 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Joel Torres, your host, and with me today is Ben Sunday. Hey. And Lindsay Busco.
1: That's correct.
0: Minute 39 begins with a poolside, uh, begins poolside with a barf guy and a share voiceover talking about how good she's been doing and ends with travel accommodations being worked out.
1: There's a big, like, uh, the, the one thing when, when the minute opens, um, one of my, one of the many lines in this movie that are awesome is, uh, Cher's on the phone with her dad uh, while a helicopter <laughs> is overhead <laughs> and shares lying about where she is and sh- she says she's having uh snacks with friends or something, and her dad can hear the helicopter and he says "Where in Kuwait <laughs> 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 And her reply is, "Is that in the valley <laughs> It's
2: actually one of many references to the right, within this uh film elsewhere we get uh, clips from c n n of uh military oh yeah vehicles and traveling. In the mili- yeah, 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 so it's sort of a running theme, and I wonder what the uh aim might have been on uh amy heckerling's part i mean certainly casts uh everything that happens to share i feel like um maybe it's calling attention to the fact that everything that's happening to share is um sort of light and frivolous compared to the horrible horrible things happening elsewhere in the world and sort of a Trying to yield a comedic effect with that.
1: I think sometimes it uh, it serves to like, it, it shows Cher that there are bigger things happening too, <clears> that <throat> she, should, like, she should be concerned about more than herself.
2: I, I, I don't feel like uh, it's trying to be critical of her necessarily. It's more like uh, being playful at her expense.
1: Juxtaposition, I guess.
2: Uh, going back to the very beginning of this minute, when Cher is sort of delivering voiceover, talking about um, how good she's being and how love's all around her. Uh, one line she says is, even though I was alone, I was really happy for Ty. And that, more than anything else in this minute, really sticks out to me. Because Cher is, of course, a really popular person with lots of friends. She's well-beloved. And the fact that she would describe herself, at least in this moment, as alone, I feel is uh, actually really significant.
1: Yeah, it was really weird. Um, I mean, I didn't give that much thought to it (laughs) but uh i did think it was really weird that she would even note that she was alone because she seems so outwardly happy um in her meddling in other people's lives (laughs) that
0: yeah exactly she doesn't really touch on
1: it it otherwise
0: yeah now that you've pointed that out it is pretty important especially when in context to a later minute and things that are assumed by other people.
2: Yeah. 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 I feel like this is one of the first, if not the very first instances where we feel that, she might actually be interested in finding a romantic partner of some kind. Yeah,
1: yeah, that makes if sense. If not for
2: the fact that all the men around her are so beneath her. Uh, which isn't to say that her wanting to enter into a romantic relationship is like her main motivation throughout this story. Like, I feel like what really defines her is her desire to help other people. But at the same time, she does have an interest, and that's something that's going to develop later on.
0: You've blown my mind with what you were talking about here. That is excellent yeah. analyzation here. Are you a professional? Yeah, a Professional, professional analyzer of minute by minute movies. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a ringer. <laughs> uh, I knew it.
1: So most of this, uh, most of this minute, um, takes place out in front of the party house um, in the valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure if you guys noticed it, but um, there are, there are some steps leading up to like the walkway for the house. Um, and on top of the railings of those yes. steps are two like blinking heads.
0: Yes, I wrote this down because <laughs> what? In the world?
1: Like, everything else makes sense. It's like Christmas, Christmas. decorations. Sure, I, I buy it. But then two blinking heads, and they're blinking red, too. <laughs>
0: yeah, light up red-faced heads with, like, glowing red eyes, I think, too.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. they really? pretty creepy.
0: Just at the top of the railings. Is,
1: yeah.
2: Is this imagery as satanic as it sounds? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: probably.
2: I didn't notice these heads, but they're very... They're coming across as very ominous. I
0: don't me? think, yeah, I don't think anyone would have noticed if we hadn't been analyzing this by the <laughs> yeah. single minute. It's yeah. just, oh, there's all kinds of glowing, flashing things, whatever, and it's like, wait a minute, what?
1: Yeah, it just kind of makes me think that there's like a there's another movie that's happening in this house, <laughs> where, uh-huh. where someone's come into it and they're in the basement currently, <laughs> and, okay. yeah. and it's yeah. it's not as much of a. a comedic romp through through high school
2: (laughs) so luckily shara leaves the party before the ritual sacrifices the party (laughs) gods
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's one sacrifice uh previously and there's going to be a bigger sacrifice Mm. after she leaves yeah wait so
2: the clog to um Ty's head was the first sacrifice.
1: Oh, no. There was uh, earlier, before our minute, uh, when the party started, uh, Travis oh. ruined uh, Sherry's oh. shoes. And Travis said, oh, oh it's a sacrifice true. to the party gods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: totally. Okay. And that guy but with the party gods. Pool, continuing <laughs> yeah. upon mm-hmm. the ritual. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, a uh, helicopter, eh?
2: Yeah. Yeah, what was
1: with that? I mean, are there lots of helicopters
2: in the valley? Yes. That just mean, seems that's...
1: to be... Like, I, I grew up in San Diego, which is a couple hours south of L.A., but helicopters in, in California seem pretty hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's, stan- just... it's
0: like standard.
1: Yeah, they're everywhere all the mm. time. Um, When I was in high school, we used to get them over, like, our quad all the time.
0: Yeah, usually when I see them now, it's over the freeway, you know, uh i don't know what they're doing if they're on their way to some other place but it's i mean it's i see i see or hear helicopters on a weekly basis being about an hour away from los angeles so i don't know what it's actually like in la but i i have seen the whole in the middle of the night spotlight shining down thing a couple of times too just like from being in certain areas so it didn't it didn't seem that unusual honestly (laughs) But uh, when uh, Mel says to her, everywhere in L.A. takes 20 minutes, I, he must be. I feel like that is a joke from a different movie and yeah. that they're, <laughs> they're also doing that. But it's like, no, that's you are a crazy person, man.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was true then, but it's even less true now, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I have to drive three miles in the, like the valley from one location to another, then it's going to take 20 minutes. So is that why everyone travels by helicopter? That is, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good point. Huh. Yeah, didn't even
1: think about that.
2: Yeah, maybe Mel travels everywhere by helicopter. I mean, he can afford it, right? Mm.
0: He's pretty rich.
1: I mean, he makes five hundred dollars yeah. an hour, so
0: hey, that's not rich, rich. How much does it <laughs> cost to rent a helicopter by <laughs> the hour? Thousand
1: dollars an hour.
0: <laughs> oh, so, so okay. it's kind of out of reach. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> just borrows somebody else's. We oh yeah, and then uh,
1: mm-hmm. uh, did we mention Summer uh, stealing the stone man? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i love that because that's one of my favorite things <laughs> I, yeah.
0: I have that written down for the next minute because i didn't notice that she just had it until she was in the car with ty yeah
2: <laughs> she's she's so casual yeah. about it that i thought maybe she's supposed to have it but then yeah. i couldn't think of any context where she would
1: yeah, especially like, since she's not even it? from like, like, i feel like yet. she's a cup
2: maniac yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's a like I mean, it wasn't like a I'll just it wasn't like a bring your own Christmas decoration party or anything, <laughs> no. right?
1: That'd be amazing, though. Um, <laughs> no, but it did remind me of like when my friends and I were in high school. We would just steal random things because mm-hmm. like signs and like it, I, it. It reminded me of of something that we would do. So I don't know if maybe summer and this movie influenced me to do that, but I'll go ahead and blame this movie <laughs> for that for that behavior.
2: Oh man, <laughs> definitely. Like, people were worried about violent video games like Mortal Kombat affecting today's youth, yeah. but really, it was clueless <laughs> <Yep. laughs> That's a winter holiday decorations. Because it was
1: just so casual. No one even asked her why she had that snowman or what she needed mm-hmm. it for. They just, well, they...
2: I mean, if you're casual enough, nobody's going to ask. That's
1: you're, true. You're
0: just going to assume that you're supposed to have it.
1: Yeah, she just acted like it was hers anyway.
0: It's a party at the valley. Things get taken off your lawn all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's just exciting. the way it is. It's, it's how she feels anything. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's her coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. I need a, she,
0: she didn't know somebody was going to get a ride with her, and she's like, I need somebody to be in the car with me. <laughs>
1: yeah. She, she, has a, <laughs> well, she has a fear of driving alone. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Or maybe
1: she just want to use that HOV lane. Oh, that's probably it. I do
0: not know if they had those back then.
1: No, maybe not. Who
0: cares about I mean, carpoolers? <laughs> well, yeah, like a,
2: another random line that... I, was interesting to me is um, when Cher says uh, as she's leaving that um, Dion, who's still in the party, was a uh, bucking for a best dramatic actress out of oh, the all party. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a good line, but also I think that it's important because it highlights the uh, sort of performative aspect of Dion uh, as a relationship, like how. Everything that she does with Murray, the, this overblown, like, constantly combative interplay between them, it, it's really a lot just for show. It's just because that's something that they enjoy deep down inside, Like like, they care for each other a lot more than that. They're a lot more tender than they appear.
1: Yeah, I think that's <laughs> just how they enjoy interacting with each other publicly, for whatever reason. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. They do talk about that later in the movie, don't they? How uh, they actually really care for each
2: other. And like, this is like one of those lines, I think, that sets that up so that we can believe that later on. And so when they get really harsh with each other at various points in the movie, we don't take it too seriously.
0: Right. I was crying when I thought they were going to break up, so I'm really glad <laughs> this movie just kind of smoothed that over for me. So let's talk about Alicia Silverstone. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so that was the end of this minute. No, just kidding. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's a fine comedic actress. Let us
0: talk about her other films. How many other films have you oh. guys seen?
2: I've seen Batman and Robin, obviously. Yep,
0: and probably
2: nothing else.
1: <laughs> um, I'll do you one better. I've seen Batman and Robin, and also Blast from the Past.
2: Yeah. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Oh,
1: and Crush. Is that what it's called? Pretty sure that's called Crush. The I think it's the crush. Yeah. The crush. Yeah. That kinda creepy. But yeah. Seen that too.
2: Is that the one where
0: she has a crush on uh, Carrie Elways? <laughs> yes, I believe that is the one. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's very Lolita esque.
0: She's got a couple mm-hmm. that are like that from earlier in her acting career.
1: Oh, I also oh. saw her
2: in that uh Aerosmith
0: video. Yeah.
1: I also saw her in uh barber shop too, I believe.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: She was the token white chick.
0: There we go. See, you guys have seen her in a bunch of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're uh, huge fans, huge fans. But yeah, I like her. (laughs) She's not a favorite actress of mine, and she definitely uh, declined in relevance pretty quickly after, well, I mean, I feel like Clueless is probably the apex of her career, right?
0: Yeah, she was trying to do like her Clueless kind of character almost in parts of Blast from the Past, which I think is why that movie appeals to me. Plus, you know, Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. That was yeah. a fun movie. That's yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: crazy, amazing, crying. That's all we got. At, no, I saw Access Baggage or Excess rather, Access, bag- <laughs> <Opened> <laughs> access <that> Baggage. Access baggage. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find the missing cufflink access the baggage
2: oh man this is a movie where she appears with benicio Del Toro and christopher walken i should see that i didn't realize christopher walken
0: was in it love's labor lost none of those most of those shakespeare adaptations from that time period just did not work out that's about it no. well, I, yeah well i mean
2: something that got said fairly often i think was that britney murphy ended up sort of um taking on the career trajectory that we would have expected from Alicia Silverstone. Like Brittany Murphy ended up doing yeah, a bunch of rom-coms she did. that, um, yeah, that were fairly popular at the time. Whereas, uh, Alicia Silverstone wasn't really doing anything after, I guess, from the past.
1: Uh, Alicia, uh, not Alicia Silverstone, but Brittany, Brittany Murphy. Um, if you guys haven't seen Ramen Girl, that was one of her, uh, later movies. And it's it's difficult to ex- like it's it's an interesting watch. <laughs> um, at one point, Brittany Murphy um, <laughs> cries into a large pot of ramen, and and that turns that that mm. turns out to be the key to her making good ramen.
2: <laughs> her tears.
1: Yeah, her tears, her salty tears. She she goes on this journey to become a uh, like a ramen um, maker, traditional Japanese ramen maker, but she's just like some some mm-hmm. white girl from America. Um so she yeah. it's the the movie's basically her living in Japan um and being rejected by all of these Japanese men <laughs> to to make ramen. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. It's a weird it's uh, of her like movies it's 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 a different one.
0: Whose fantasy is that? That's, I, that's my question. <laughs> it's
1: very specific.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Sounds good though. I mean like a, a not not necessarily good but something I want to watch. So write that down. Ramen girl, right next to hentai. Common, yeah. Ramen girl. Okay.
1: <laughs> what was it? Wasn't someone mentioned in a previous episode um, a movie that Alicia Silverstone was in that was so bad that it was never released? Was it God's behaving badly? <laughs> I'm so interested in watching that now. <laughs> Just I need to find it somewhere. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, yeah. Someone had mentioned before, and it like it was released pretty recently, um, like within the last couple of years. Um, and I think it made it to like a festival and bombed so hard that they they basically tr- like erased the movie from from existence. It's I think that it's <laughs> a... I think people are hard pressed to find like even a illegal a, a download of the movie. Like so
2: it's n- like the day the clown cried of Alicia Silverstone's yeah. career. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, how many small children does she march into a um, <laughs> gas chamber <laughs> within the context of God's behaving
0: badly? <laughs> at least a few probably not as many so she can't hide it for as long as uh
1: jerry lewis yeah she's she's got uh comedic chops but not the comedic chops of jerry lewis so she Mm -hmm. couldn't she couldn't pull off marching that many children (laughs) to their death i'm imagining like i feel like maybe videos (laughs) (laughs) like fat jerry lewis bungee jumping (laughs) yeah
2: Like, I feel like it's not necessarily accurate to say, I guess, that Alicia Silverstone has, like, really strong comedic chops or that she's, like, a really good actress. But playing this certain type of character that we see in Clueless, she's definitely really good at that. Yeah. And I feel like she probably, like, excels in roles that are variations of that to some degree.
1: Yeah, because even in this movie, there if you pay enough attention, like, her acting does fall flat. It—it It is kind of flat, mm-hmm. but... Um. It's just she fits the role really well, um, like, visually and um, everything yeah. else. Um, and just the lines are really, really good. Not to take away from what she did in this movie, but um, I think that just the, like, the quality of the writing did a lot to help her. Mm-hmm.
0: Quality of the writing. At the same time. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: But she also has, like, a really great, charming, positive presence, too. Whenever she's talking to male and she's like beaming with pride at something that he said to her. Like I, I really believe it, oh, and for sure. I think,
0: hey, this girl's doing a good job. This is like her her first major role, so I can imagine like Amy Heckerling like taking her aside before scenes and being like, "So uh, you're you're gonna ham it up like you have been, you know, as much as she's able to ham it up, and I want you to emphasize that this is your goal. So you're gonna be this kind of person, you know, when you're talking to Mel." you're going to be daddy's little girl, you're going to be very sweet, and when you're talking to uh, Paul Rudd's character, you're going to, you know, you've got the attitude of a snotty older, you know, younger sister, but yeah. you also think you're way smarter than him, even though he's going to college or whatever. And, you know, that kind of detail, you can see it worked out. Like, if you take each scene separately, like you can see how somebody that may not be very good at acting could do really well in the role. I'm not, you know, I. That's a judgment call. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and she did. She was really awesome in this movie. There's no denying that she was perfect for this movie.
2: Did any of you guys read A Tale of Two Cities? Because apparently there's a reference to that within this minute when she says, "Tis a far, far better thing doing stuff for other people." Oh, is like that what it's paraphrase- a reference to? Praising that book. Yeah, apparently.
1: Okay, I thought it, it. I was like, that has to be a reference to something, because that's so out of place. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and she specifically says it was something that she read in like ninth grade, so obviously it was some sort of summer reading thing, and uh, that's what I was able to link it to. Oh, she apparently got it from the notes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> book notes. <laughs> apparently the uh, quote is coming from the main character of that book right before he takes somebody's place uh, in an execution.
1: Oh, that's heavy. Yeah, so, so I, the I, end I guess it's end sort of book? funny. That... <laughs>
2: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah end of the line for that guy yeah but yeah it's it's sort of funny that she's sort of uh associating herself with this character w- with the martyr character who... <laughs> yeah with a martyr exactly <laughs> like her her hooking up elton and Ty is a. Uh, Comparable, yeah. at least within her mind, to this man sacrificing himself uh, utterly and entirely
0: to uh, save another man's life. Yeah, well, just think of how she's had to lower herself ever since she's met Ty. I mean, she's she had to go to a party at the in the valley. Yeah, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a pretty significant sacrifice. Yeah, she's doing it for her friend, and that's
2: <laughs> that's never more clear to the audience than we see a man vomiting in the pool. Right,
1: and her shoes got ruined. I mean
0: yeah that's true i mean it's battle damage and later yeah, i mean it just gets worse I mean she doesn't know yeah. lindsey do you want to plug your stuff
1: sure um uh, i have a podcast called forgotten failures where we watch uh forgotten or otherwise obscure movies um uh, and we determine whether or not they were worth forgetting we're always looking for movies that that we love um and uh, also this show <laughs> that you just listened to, <laughs> and uh, the next couple of episodes uh, I will be on. Very good, Ben.
2: Yeah, I'd also like to plug this show that you just listened to. Why <laughs> not listen to it again?
0: <laughs> have you have you not heard enough of our voices? Let's check this out again.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> just uh, play the episode on uh, Constant Loop. Here, here's what you do. I'm going to say, remember when we said that? Now just rewind the podcast about one minute. That's what I'm talking about.
2: When are we going to do the recap series of our recap series? A (laughs) minute-by-minute take on our minute-by-minute podcast of a movie.
0: minute-by-minute take on a minute-by-minute podcast series that I've minute-by-minute lit. Oh, my gosh. Ben, Ben, Ben. Uh, (laughs) I am a co-host on the podcast, Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space. We, every week, watch a science fiction or fantasy movie and just talk about it we're not comedians we don't really go too deep uh i don't i don't know what to say it's good stuff listen
1: no it's good i've listened to it
0: all it's right true. now we've got one person who approves i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot for joining me guys
1: anytime happy
2: to be here
0: see you next time folks bye
2: bye later
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Huston. Executive produced and hosted by Joel Torres with my guests, Lindsay Busco and Ben Sunday. Follow us on Facebook at As If the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.